Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Xbox Life episode. I don't know, 451, I think it is. <laughs> um, PAX Review with Moronic Cow. I am one of your hosts, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. With me is my good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. And with us this week, filling in for Brun, is our good buddy, Kyle, also known as Moronic Cow. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on again. So, welcome back. Um, Thank you. Next year, Kyle, we've got to get... I'm going to tell you now. Just buy me a ticket. If I can't go, I will pay you back for the ticket. I promise you. I'm good for it. Just get me the ticket, whatever you guys are doing, and I will... I would really like to come over with you guys. And it's like, he was just right. You were basically 12 miles away from me, but that's as the crow flies. <laughs> so right. it's actually about 70 miles to go around. <laughs> I was about to say like 12 miles for you is like 14 ferry rides or something, isn't it? This is, yeah. It's something like that. So, but uh, we'll have to plan next year. But if you do get tickets, cause when you, cause, so Kyle came up to Seattle recently, went to PAX, um, and I remember when he, he shot me a text, he's like, Hey, tickets just went on sale. And it was like two minutes later. He's like, Oh, never mind. They're sold out. <laughs> I, I didn't even get a chance to get to a computer. <laughs> so that's how fast they sell out. But wow. Yeah. The whole show. Right. So PAX, PAX West, um, PAX prime, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the, the first PAX and it the PAX stands for Penny Arcade Expo for those that uh, don't know what it is, but it's the original and it's been around for a while. I, I couldn't tell you honestly how long it's been around, but you know, Microsoft's there, Sony's there. Uh, they got a ton of other uh, video games and, and even board games too. It's a, it's a big, just huge um, event in the Seattle, Washington state uh, convention center. And, Tickets, they set records every year, but uh, tickets went on sale very late, like maybe, I want to say like two months before the uh, it was supposed to happen, and oh, wow. uh, people were freaking out. I mean, it's, it's one of these events that it really does sell out in under an hour um, when they go on sale. I think maybe this year was like 45 minutes or something like that. So if you don't get in line like the second these tickets go on sale, um, you're going to have... Uh, slim pickings and so i think there was some monday badges left but saturday and sunday obviously uh being the most popular they go they go really quick so um i've been fortunate enough to get tickets three years in a row and and i'm sure i'll be there next year um it's always over labor day weekend so i've got that monday off so it's nice and easy to uh to get up there seattle's a, a great place to visit so We'll we'll make it happen though. I'll get you an extra. Uh, I'll get you a Saturday at least, and and we'll we'll figure something out. But uh, it's unfortunate that we missed each other. Just had a tight schedule. Yeah, but yeah. It, we'll, we'll we'll make, make it, it happen. happen. Next year. Absolutely. So, all right, well, let's jump in. I'm trying to get confirmation from Gunny that he can hear every all of us. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll chat back in the Twitch pet chat. But so I make sure he's hearing us. Um, Rob, let's start with you. What have you been playing this week? Uh, not a whole lot, just a little bit of uh, Plants vs. Zombies, um, Garden Warfare. Played that with my son a little bit, and uh, I fired up some uh, Kingdom. I believe Kingdom New Lands is the full title. Huge time sink. Talked about it before. Lots of fun. Hmm. That's about it. All right. 
I I didn't play anything. I was out of town for work. Um, so I will just turn the time over to Kyle. What you played this week? <laughs> you know, this is going to be a pretty <laughs> short segment because I didn't really play all that much either. Um, I did get a chance to. So I don't even know why I'm on the show other than maybe packs, but. Um, I did get a chance to play some FIFA 18, which I know everyone's really excited to hear me talk about FIFA, but um, played a little bit of the demo. Um, looking forward to that coming out. Um, and that's that's really it as far as, as, far as Xbox um, goes. I can't think I play of anything else. I We got kicked out of our... Not kicked out. I always say kicked out for whatever reason. We got eliminated. It sounds like we cheated <laughs> if I say kicked out. But we got eliminated from the uh, True Achievement GTSC uh, tournament, like, uh, I guess a month ago now, maybe? Around a month. So uh, we were in it for eight, eight and a half months, which is pretty impressive. I think got top 40. Um overall and so um i've been kind of taking a break since then having to put up you know three to four thousand gamer score a week uh for eight months is uh takes takes a toll so (laughs) i've been enjoying other things at the moment but there's some good there's some good titles coming out at the end of the month so looking forward to, to getting back in it um so what's your gamer score at now it's at five hundred thirty-two thousand two hundred twenty-six. Uh, I believe for the year, I'm just north of fifty thousand gamer score. So I think, Rob, are you even at fifty thousand? No, I'm around thirty. Thirty, <laughs> which is amazing because I was like hovering at three thousand for like two years. Right. It's just funny that that Kyle's gotten more in a year than you've done in. About what eight years? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. I, I seem to Is play it these amazing, games. Though? They give me like zero gamer score. I finish the game <laughs> and I get nothing. <laughs> it reminds me, I need to go back and finish that Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah, there you the, go. The that, game that, that gives you no gamer score for completing it. Um, you got to do all the side stuff. I remember that one. And yeah. there's a there's there's a 360 version. And then when you're done with that, you can play the Xbox One version. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> back to back. To back. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's uh, let me look at here. What am I supposed to do next? I got to remember. So Ron said there was some key commands that I can push, and that didn't do it. Maybe I got to click there. There we go. Oh, I missed it. That was our that's playing. So, anyways, you can support us, uh, the show, by going to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. Um, this is if you'd like to donate to us uh, each and every month to support the show. If you'd like to do a one-time donation, you can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash donate, and that is a single uh, donation. And you that one will actually put your name up on the screen um, uh, for the latest tip, as you can see. So thanks to Gunny Chief last week uh, as, the, as the latest tipper. Um, all right, so we're going to get into our topics, our roundtable. And we're going to basically, yeah, we, Kyle, we, I wanted to talk with you. First of all, I wanted to get on and talk with you because I missed, I invited you last time you were on, and then my computer blew up. <laughs> I mean, badly. We're now on a new machine here. Um, so, but also, I wanted to hear from someone. That'd be cool to hear from someone that's been to PAX several times. Maybe come on, tell us about your experience, uh, what you saw, what you're excited about, what's coming out. And it can be on any platform. It doesn't have to be just xbox related 
um, if you saw something cool for uh, another platform, feel free to share with us. That's cool. But what, uh, yeah, I'll just turn the time over to you and we'll might hit you up with some questions as we go. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, like I mentioned, this is my, this was my third PAX West. Um, it's, it's a lot to take in. So if it's, uh, you know, you, you walk a lot, uh, there's multiple floors, I think six total levels of things to see. Um, and the, the convention center itself is very big. And then you've got this annex right next to it. Uh, that's also very big. So, I mean, you could spend a whole day and not play anything. Uh, you could walk around. I mean, the, the people watching, like some people just go crazy with, with costumes and cosplay. And so there's that element to it. Um, there's, you know, people bring their own computer um, and they uh, go into this little reserved area. And so I, to me, it, it doesn't make much sense. But you bring your own computer to this convention center with a bunch of video games and a bunch of people walking around. And then you go into a corner and, and play your computer game. But um, there's there's other areas. They've got this console free play where you can check out any any console game that you want to play and just go to an Xbox 360 or you know Wii or whatever you want to play. Uh, they have a ton of games, so it, it's much more than just a area to check out the latest and greatest. Um, but don't get me wrong. There are um, there were a lot of companies um, showing off a lot of good games, uh, a lot of games that weren't that haven't even come out yet. Uh, so Microsoft had a big presence. They have the they had the uh, what Super Lucky Tail, which is pretty popular. Uh, Cuphead, which has been generating a lot of um, pop or a lot of buzz the last what like two years i guess yeah. three years four years so, so it's finally coming out at the end of the month um so they had a couple stations of that um they also had like a they i i don't think they had any xbox one x demos playing it was all just on the xbox one s i gotta be careful to pronounce that correctly so people understand but they had like the xbox one x like exploded out so all of the different pieces that make up the uh console oh, cool. kind of on display as like a little kind of show show piece um so that was kind of neat uh, i'm trying to think what else they had they had a couple other games uh the new forza um and there's a few there's a few more but uh microsoft always has a, a fairly good showing just because they're right next door um, so it's fun to, to see them there. They don't come, as far as I know, they might be at East, but they don't come to South, which is, uh, there's a couple other PAXs that happen throughout the year. There's one uh, that starts the year very close to home uh, in San Antonio. So I go there um, as well in January. And then there's one in Boston that is uh, probably the, definitely the second biggest of the three of the three plus there's one in australia which i'll probably never make it to but um i, I think microsoft might go out to that one the um pack south is more kind of indie slash board game uh, affiliated which um i've gotten into board games as i mentioned on the last show so uh i Definitely try to play a lot of board games at PAX West, uh, but there's much more of a presence at, at South. So 
Um, and obviously a lot of people go for the swag, the free stuff. Um, almost, you know, everything sells out after the first couple of days, but some of the crazy things, I mean, you could get, uh, I think the first packs that I went to, I took home like 13 shirts, um, just focusing on swag. And then I realized like I put a lot of effort into trying to get all these shirts that I never wear. So, um, I just go for the, for the experience. Now, if I, if I pick up some free stuff, cool, but otherwise, um, you know, I'm, I'm just there to kind of experience the whole thing. So, uh, the zaniest thing this time around was Bethesda always has a really big booth. Uh, they had some VR stuff going on, uh, but they also were, were demoing the new Wolfenstein. And whenever you played, when you got done playing the Wolfenstein game, they gave you a strawberry milkshake. Oh, nice. So, um, so that was probably the uh, the weirdest swag of of the group. <laughs> Everyone else would give you like shirts or or uh, wristbands or pins or but Wolfenstein gave you uh, a strawberry milkshake. Uh, have you guys played? I think it's still in game preview, but Ark I think is finally coming out of game preview or just released or something like that. They had a huge uh, T Rex um, that you could you you actually would would line up in a line to then climb up some stairs and sit on a T-Rex and get your picture taken. Like the thing <laughs> was probably, you know, 15 feet, 20 feet long and, and maybe 10 feet high. So it was a pretty cool picture, but they had some dinosaurs, uh, fake dinosaurs out that you could, uh, that you could get on. And then as I mentioned, um, Sony had a pretty big um, booth set up. I didn't really walk around. They were right next to Microsoft. I didn't really go over there too much. Um, Nintendo had a pretty sizable area. And then the rest was just kind of, well, a lot of PC gaming stuff. So Twitch had a booth and uh, they were, you know, had their own little lounge and their live setup. And um, and then there was a lot of, you know, the big thing about PAX is like the indie presence. So a lot of indie developers, a lot of, um, people trying to you know show off their game and and um, get some get some press. So a lot of organizations come. Like I'm wearing this shirt. I don't know if you can see it, but it's the Extra Life um, uh, event is coming up in in November. Uh, it looks like my feed is a little delayed. So it looks like I got the the text <laughs> of my shirt at least. Um, so. Extra Life is there as well as Child's Play and a bunch of other, you know, organizations. Um, so it's just kind of this uh, great, you know, convergence of a bunch of different gaming. Like everybody that, that is there loves to play games. Uh, I don't want to say video games, but just games. So um, it's a great event to go to. I'd highly recommend going to it. And if you've never been to Seattle, Seattle's a great place. So we went to Pike's Place. Uh, we went over to uh, um, Bloedel Reserve in Bainbridge, which is really nice. Um, went to the Glass Museum. Chihuly? Oh, yeah. I'm butchering some of the Glass Museum there. So we kind of, uh, you know, myself and my girlfriend, we, we like to 
go to PAX on Saturday and Sunday, get all the people watching in the, the games and, and, you know, walk five miles and then on, on bookend that with things around Seattle. So if I were to recommend kind of a time period, Saturday and Sunday are the, the busiest days. So if you want to see it at its uh, prime, the, those two weekend days are, are the best, uh, most people. And, uh, and then uh, go experience what other things Seattle has to offer, which is, which is quite a bit. So we got, so, a, got a question from Gunny Chief. He was wondering if you played Forza 7. You know, so the, the thing about PAX is, is that the lines are very long. <laughs> and even, um, even at their maximum state, they have a bunch of volunteers that help manage the lines. And so when the lines are capped, they... Um, you, you can't obviously get in them. And then there's an hour wait to play a game like Cuphead, for example. I was interested in playing Cuphead. And then I walk up to the person and is like, oh, this line's capped. Oh, well, you can walk over in five minutes and it might be uncapped, but then it might not. And then it's an hour to wait until then. Like, ah, this game's going to come out in two weeks. Like, right. I don't care. Yeah. Um so to answer the question, I didn't actually play any video games at PAX. I watched a lot of people play video games. Uh, but I didn't feel, unlike last year, which I waited in a couple different lines, one to play Halo Wars 2 and uh, a couple other games. Uh, played some VR 2 last year. But um, I did not play any video games at PAX really because of that reason. And and one hour might might be reasonable, right? You might be thinking, oh yeah, I'd wait an hour. I'm going to be there for two days and the Expo ex, expo Hall is open from 10 to 6. So um, that seems reasonable. Well, for Wolfenstein, for example, it's a four-hour wait. And so it's like, okay, so now I can do one thing and that's pretty much it. So what people would do is they'd pick that one thing and they'd say, okay, I'm going to do that one thing. And they would line up early, you know, get there two hours before the show, the expo hall opens, sit there, right, playing their 3DS or whatever it may be, uh, and then run to, well, walk fast to the Wolfenstein demo or the Bethesda VR or um, some of the other big um, things that were that were there and they'd get there and they'd probably be beaten by a couple people so they'd have to wait an hour in line but then f for the remainder of the day the line is it, always at three plus hours and so I said to hell with it I'm not doing that this year so I waited in my fair share of lines for other things like Piroshki Piroshki um, which is at Pike's Place but I did not wait in line for for any video game rob would you spend four hours waiting to play the new wolfenstein <laughs> i love wolfenstein but not four hours <laughs> that's worse than disneyland man <laughs> it's it's not it's not and and you're really cramped too right because the line like wraps around the whole booth twice mm -hmm. and so you're just sitting there and on the ground and You've got nothing else to do because there's no cell reception. And um, maybe if you brought your DS, you could play some Zelda or something. I, I don't know. But other than that, it it's just boring, right? And then you get to play. The problem is the demo. The reason why the 
lines are so long. Um, there was another, what was the other big one? I can't remember. Um, I think it was maybe Evil Within 2 or, or whatever the new Evil Within game. They'd say like, oh, you know, line is four hours long from here, but it's a 45-minute demo. I'm like, well, that's why your line's so long. Like you've got a forty-five minute demo. <laughs> like, so it, on one sense, it might be worth it to wait in line to get to experience the game that that long. But maybe if you make the game like ten-minute demo, and then the line goes through faster. So I don't, I don't really understand the really long demos. And to me, I lose interest real quickly, anyways. So if you make the demo real short, then I can get a bunch of demos in, and I can figure out if I want to buy a game or or not. Um, so I just did other things instead. Yeah, because if it's a 45-minute demo and you're not feeling it 10 minutes in, it's torture. Right. <laughs> you just right. waited all this time and now you're, you're struggling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's why I, I played some board games uh, instead and uh, used my time wisely there. So, um, Any good I, stuff board game-wise? I have to um, ask. Yeah, so I uh, played... Um, have you played the original Clank? I know, Rob, you're, you're into board games. Uh, have you heard of Clank? Got it right there, yep. Yep, okay. So yep. there's a new um, there's a new Clank called Clank in Space. Have you heard yes. of that one? Oh, yeah. So, that was a lot of buzz. Pissed a lot of people off at Gen Con this year. <laughs> yeah, so a, a lot of people thought, at least what I had read, that it was a reskin. Uh, they just took Clank, which is a great entry-level deck builder, um, very popular. Uh, actually played that at last year's PAX South mm-hmm. um, and really enjoyed it and, and bought it. Um, and then I see that Direwolf's here with Clank in Space. I'm like, you know what? Hey, there, there's literally, there are two open spots, one, uh, and I was like, hey, let's let's play Clank in Space. Why, why not? And so it's a... Same premise, right? Deck builder. Um, but you've got a lot more things to do. It's a heavier game, I guess. Um, so you, the game lasts longer. I'd say it probably would last with four people an uh, hour and a half, maybe longer, yeah. depending on depending on how, how much you play. There's a lot. There's a lot more going on. The board is a lot more complicated. It's got some modular pieces to it, so you can flip. And, and Clank, you could just flip the game board over. But in this one, you've got three pieces that you can flip over, so you could you have a lot more replayability, I guess, with your sure. with your um, game board. And uh, the the objective's still the same. You got to get from point A to point B, get the loot, and get out. Um, but there's a lot more intricacies to it. You're on a spaceship. There's a limited amount of space pods, so each person that gets out, like the the uh, exit point, might change for you. You could get stuck, which would particularly suck. Um, there's a couple other things that you have to do before you can get into the into the uh, ending area and the items are a lot more important so you could buy uh, like a backpack or a key from the store those didn't really mean anything to me like maybe the backpack if you're particularly uh, if the game is particularly slow moving but there's like this portal that you can jump around and there's only two of them so if you're playing a four player game 
and you don't have the portal or the key to get past these locks, which I didn't, um, it, it's particularly hard. So mm-hmm. I ended up writing the game off originally because I was like, oh, it's just a reskin of Clank. But after playing it, I ended up pre-ordering it. I had a lot of fun oh, wow. with it. Okay. Um, so, so I had recommend it. Um, I also got to play a, um, uh, the prologue to Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Okay. Have you played um, Legacy? I've heard all about it. I've never played it. I just can't get the time commitment or the people. <laughs> yeah, that's the big problem, right? Yeah. The you know, it's so Legacy is a twelve-month um, commitment uh, in game, right? Mm-hmm. You have two plays per month. That's twelve minimum, really, isn't it? Because right. you want to pass them, <laughs> right? So if you won every single month. Uh, which, congrats to you! Like you're, yeah. you're more, yeah. That's not going to happen, right? The game tries to screw you over as much as it can, if you're familiar with Pandemic. But um, so I think we ended up playing when I, I I have played Legacy Season One with four people. I think we were we only failed like maybe four or five months or something like that. We we ended up scoring in the like good category not i think we're two tiers away from the top or one tier away from the top anyways um a lot of fun uh, a really good take on a, on a board game and and mm-hmm. for all the people that that say that oh well board games i should be able to play over and over and over again like well i challenge you to come up with a board game that you've played 18 times um because there's not a lot out there. And for what it costs, and it continues to drop as we get closer to Season 2, it's definitely something that you should play. Uh, even if you don't like Pandemic, I'd still I'd still recommend it. So, got to play the prologue to Season 2. It's interesting. I, it's already, I've already been sold on it. So, um, it's, it's the inverse of Pandemic. So, you want to keep cubes on the board um, in like this post-apocalyptic kind of... Um, scenario uh, where you're you're kind of trying to aid civilization from having the the this this virus spread even further. So you've got to be managing supply cubes on different cities, and and most of the board is unknown. So uh, you, you would assume that as you play the game, the board would expand. So. Um, it'll it'll be interesting, but I did I, I seized the opportunity to to play that. Um, there's a there's a new um, set of Splendor expansions called Cities of Splendor. Um, Splendor is a very popular kind of resource slash engine building game. Uh, very simple, but um, you can use a lot of s- strategy to it. Um, there they decided to take one box and just load it with like four expansions i think uh so we played with two of them and i think they charge i'll have to look it up but i think they're charging like 45 dollars for the ex, for the expansion oh, really? uh, which is more How much yeah which wow which is more than the um which is more than the original game or or, or i think let me let me look it up real quick so the cool thing is it comes with a ton of expansions, but uh, the bad news is, yeah, it's, MSRP is $40. Uh, you can get it on pre-order from Cool Stuff Inc. for $34. Um, Splendor's been out for a while, 
and it yeah. is let's see yeah, at least two years if not more yeah it's it's the same um same price as the expansion so you, you have to get the the expansion does not come with the base game so you'd have to get the base game and then pay the same exact for the for this expansion i don't know I, we there's a new mechanic for strongholds that you can kind of instead of reserving cards you can put a stronghold on the board so that way it's your card um but it's still in play and people can move your strongholds around and then instead of nobles there's cities which are an immediate win condition um instead of um well, actually, that's not true, right? Like, so the funny thing about about playing the uh, expansion was we were actually told how to play the expansion incorrectly because we were like, oh, this seems really powerful and a horrible unbalanced expansion. But then we looked at the rules and we're like, oh, hey, look, that's not how you play it at all. Um, so the game was kind of already ruined, uh, but uh, we decided to play by the rules from then on. So... Um, Instead of nobles, there's cities, which are harder to get, so it elongates the game a little bit. But And you can only have one city instead of attracting multiple nobles, potentially. So it's just a little bit different of a variant. It, it was okay, but um, I, I, I don't think I'd recommend it. at, at Definitely not at, the, at that price point. Um, I'm trying to think what, what other things i played um as modi had like a little area that you could play uh in so um yeah play played a few games over there uh they had they were demoing captain sonar which is already out right now it's the 4v4 or 3v3 real time or turn based yeah. submarine piloting game really fun um would highly recommend that if you have a big group but that's one of the big problems is is finding eight people that that want to play a submarine uh, tactical game. Um, yeah, it's where like everybody has their own station. Yep, yep. So you're yeah, you're team versus team, and each person has a role. So one role's you know piloting the submarine. One role is 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 the radio operator, which is trying to figure out where the other enemy submarine is. Um, one role is charging up and and using the uh, abilities that you unlock as you pilot, uh, as you move around. And then the engineer, for whatever reason, just breaks things. Every time you move in a certain direction, you you break things. So um, the it is a lot of fun, especially the real time version. It, get, it gets a little crazy. Um, and then they're they coming out with a, a smaller version of that called just Sonar, which is basically merging the first mate and the captain together and the engineer or the yeah, the first man, the captain, and then the engineer and the radio operator. So it's two v two instead of four v four. Can't can't uh, see any other um, differences other than other than that. Um, so if you have four people that want to play, uh, sonar might be a, a good pick. And I think that one's a Target exclusive or something like that. I, Is it? I remember uh, hearing that. Yeah, because I think huh. I saw it at Target. Uh, it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, it might weird, be. I don't, yeah, 
I don't see it on my uh, cool stuff. If you're if you are into board games, Cool Stuff Inc. is one of the best websites that I've found to to buy board games. Um, and Target, like you mentioned, is is getting. I saw that they've like got this huge list of like thirty or forty board games that they're bringing in stores. A really popular one, Santorini, which is on my list to buy. Oh, yeah. is evidently um, is. Oh, you've played it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that that one's a good one. I want to get that, and evidently that's uh, available in, in Target. And I heard that the it's cheaper than it kickstarted for, and the parts or the uh, pieces that it comes with are, are pretty much the same quality. So that's pretty cool. Um, people were worried about when Target took it over that they were gonna crap out on the the quality of the pieces. So that's good to hear. Um, and I bought a a board game. So trying to figure out how to you know in the dead in the dead times uh whether we're just exhausted from walking around this very large convention center um maybe we need a break and and so we brought one board game along which is my new favorite of the moment board game king domino oh nice I, Highly recommend King Domino. Uh, it's only eighteen dollars. I, I played it with Franco and, and Carlos um, and some other people uh, that we met up with, and I've sold. I think to this date, I've sold three copy, copies of King Domino. Uh, it's a very uh, great entry level board game. Great for kids. Very easy to learn. Um, so I brought that along, and we played quite a few uh, games of King Domino. Um, in, in the in the meantime, um, it's game of the year this year. Yeah, yeah, the, it's uh, German game award. It's uh, it's definitely worth all the hype and uh, interested in Queen Domino, which should be coming out in mm-hmm. October. Um, so, yeah, I I've taken my um, addiction to buying xbox games and just funneled it straight into board games so i've got um i know that all too well unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so i've got uh got quite a lot of board games now and uh it it doesn't doesn't stop so now but the problem is is i'm still buying xbox games and then i have i'm still buying board games so i'm not really sure what like where it, when it's going to end but uh, hopefully it never. It doesn't. <laughs> it's well, a Rob, very deep rabbit hole. <laughs> Rob, now you know uh, if you want to revitalize this board game life, you now have your new co-host. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> it's just on hiatus. It's it doesn't need to be re, re uh, <laughs> revitalized. It's not that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I know. I know. Kyle's. Uh, Taking a break from uh, Achievement Hound, so if he mm-hmm. wants to get back to podcasting, it sounds like <laughs> you can tag him for that as a co-host if you need. Hey, you <laughs> can, you can, uh, I, I can talk board games probably better than Xbox if you've gotten that, uh, gotten that drift at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so if you ever need a fill-in, um, it, I'm, I'm definitely in on the board game scene. So, I'm trying to think what else uh, we checked out. Um, at the, I was trying to find some some games to play. Kind of as things kind of tapered off on Sunday, everybody was tired, and it's like, oh, let's you know, they also have a board game free play, so everyone kind of was like, hey, can we play a game that that, that everyone can play? Because King Domino is only four people, and so checked out Coup, uh, which I own but didn't bring. I don't know why. It's a it's a really 
small card game. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. It gets mixed reviews depending on who I teach it to. Um, but it's a, it's bl- a social deduction slash bluffing card game that's, uh, I, I think it's serviceable. It's, it's fun. Um, so I played a little bit of that, and then we also played a little bit of uh, Settlers of Catan. So classic. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, a very, um, in, in my opinion, a um, a, a great PAX. Um, it, uh, it checked all the boxes again for me. I mean, it's just, I don't, re- like I said, I don't really have to play uh, video games um, at, at PAX. I got some board games in. That was pretty cool. Um, I think, I, I think. I'm taking a little bit of a break from from Xbox at the moment, so um, and I didn't like I said I don't want to wait in those lines. Those lines are just ridiculous. So I also saw some pan- panels. Um, got to see uh, Major Nelson's panel at uh, the Westin, which has happened to be my hotel. Um, um, and <laughs> the funny thing about PAX is if you thought the convention center is big, well, they don't have enough rooms for these panels. And so there's a ton of, like you could go to, if you went to every single panel, you might never even step in the expo hall floor. Um, And they're in all of the different surrounding hotels. So the Westin is half a mile away from the convention center. So if you're at the expo and wanted to go to Major Nelson, you'd have to walk half a mile through downtown Seattle to get to the Westin. which is in a nice big room. Uh, Major Nelson had Mike Ibarra um, on the on the show, um, and um, a, his, the reg, his his other regular co-host, I think, um, and then played some Cuphead. So so that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't I didn't know this, and I guess I should have, but. Uh, the the lead designer uh, from from Cuphead, she was at um, Gamescom too, and and did some interviews. But every single frame in Cuphead is hand drawn. Oh, every wow. single yeah. frame. It's yeah, I guess it took it's, him so long. <laughs> right, I, and so you start thinking like that. You know, she's threw out a number like fourteen thousand pieces of paper, and and it's like, man. That's insane. Like the game looks suspect to me. Like it looks like it's gonna be somewhat boring. But you know, just um, I I I just feel compelled, I guess, to at least give it a shot because it's impressive that they finally pulled pulled this off. I mean, it it looks great, um, and and I hope it's great, but. Um, we'll we'll see. I know um, it's going to be what... hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, so they played it during. Um, they they invited some somebody up on the stage and and played it, and uh, we were watching them play. And even with her, who's she's played, I'm sure the game you know, four hundred times over, uh, and this random guy or kid, I think. Um, they couldn't get past the level that they were demoing. One of the <laughs> first levels. <laughs> game so it's it's gonna be difficult um it's it's one of those like super meat boy style or or really like a there's the super meat boy like platforming elements and there's the shmup style japanese you know um don't don't get hit games 
And so it, it's going to be difficult. I just hope that it's not super repetitive. Um, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Coming up soon. Cool. And then my lastly, my favorite panel is the Pitcher Game Idea panel, which I try to go to every single PAX, and I'd highly recommend. Uh, I don't go to a lot of panels. Those were the only two panels that I went to, but the Pitcher Game Idea panel never disappoints. Um, it's It's basically a panel where whoever shows up gets in a line and pitches their game idea uh pitches pitches their game idea yeah um and the the funny thing is is it's not what you think it's not like there's a bunch of game developers sitting there like ready to make a game that was somebody's good idea no it's a joke panel what's the dumbest game that you could possibly think of to make everyone laugh and you win so there's a couple different things that happened. Luckily, there was no like politically charged um, video games because, uh, especially at PAX South, there's always a few, um, and that just makes everyone uncomfortable. At least, it it, it just doesn't go over very well. It, it's one thing to think in your head that it's funny, and then when you start in front of a large group of people, it's like, uh, no, that that's not funny. Um, so. So there's that, and then there's the people that didn't read the prompt and actually are pitching a game that sounds good, or at least they're very passionate about. There was one um, individual, she was she was really, like, obviously nervous um, about getting on, on in front of this microphone and pitching her game idea. She, she had obviously very passionate about it and put a lot of thought into it. But it wasn't funny. Like, that's the whole point of the panel was it's got to be funny um, or stupid or whatever. Like, uh, so, you know, felt bad, but it's like, uh, well, you know, that's a real game. So, no. Um, the winner, so you, you get through this huge line, about 30 minutes of stupid idea pitches. And then the people that got a yes um, get back up and talk about downloadable content or answer questions based on their their game but the winner of uh, to show to prove to you how ridiculous this panel is the winner of this year's uh, PAX West picture game idea was um, Zillow and Tinder merged together so you had a house <laughs> dating sim <laughs> So that that nice. was the that was the winner. The um, the runner up uh, was the game was called Dude, Where's My Spellbook? It was about a wizard that is hungover, and as you go through the game, you sober up and you remember the spells that you've forgotten. So you're totally useless at the beginning of the game, and then as you progress, you get. <laughs> more aware and and find your spell book and and able to cast spells so that's that's what we're dealing with right we're dealing with really bad game <laughs> ideas but as long as they make you laugh you, then you got a good chance so uh, i always like that panel and that's the re that was the reason why i couldn't miss that panel so that was the reason why scheduling a dinner for saturday night was was um difficult right. because um, I had I had not talked to Franco. I, I didn't even meet up with him on Saturday. Never saw the guy on Saturday. Uh, the cell reception is horrible in that place, and it's huge. I mean, it's uh, hopefully I've done. I've 
decent job of describing how big this place is. And so, you know, by the time the expo hall closes, which is six, and then this panel is at eight o'clock somewhere else, yeah. um, only had a small window and I'm trying to coordinate. And so I was just like, oh, man, this is just too difficult. Um, but like we said, next year, I'll buy you some tickets. We'll meet up. We'll have a good time. And I'll, like I said, I, I promise you, I, I'm on the show recorded. It's in nice. it's verbal contract. It's binding. I will pay you for him, even if for some reason I couldn't attend. I will still pay you. <laughs> I'll send you the money you know, as soon as you tell me you got the tickets. I'll send you the money. <laughs> it, it's, or I'll it's send it ahead of, those, of time. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that like e- even if you couldn't go, like you could sell them really easy, yeah. right? Like yeah. And and you might be thinking like, hmm, how much does this cost? Well, there, it's like forty dollars for a day or something like that. I think they might have yeah. just increased the price this year to forty five a day. So, I mean, we're not talking a ton of money. And right. and if you wanted the full PAX experience, there's panels from ten o'clock to to midnight. Right? They've got right. concerts going on. I mean, there's the. It's not just the expo hall. It's so much more than that. And uh, you get to you get to meet potentially a lot of good people. A lot of people, which surprised me, um, show come to PAX with board games or video games or or, or whatnot, and they they grab these little cones that say um, LFG on them, which stands for Looking for Gamer. And I've seen people bring in suitcases of board games. Go to a huge table, plop down their board game, XCOM or Star Wars or whatever, and put that cone up and say, like, hey, I can't normally play this board game of six people wherever I'm at, right? I might have Hmm. just one or two people that want to play with me. So I'm just going to use this PAX to meet new people and teach them how to play this game that I really want to play with, you know, with a larger group. So it's... uh, there's so many different things that you can do at PAX. And like I said, Seattle is, is a great uh, town to, to visit. So um, highly recommended it if, if you're ever, ever have the ability to, to go to one PAX, but Seattle is uh, PAX West is the uh, definitely the most popular. Cool. Well, thanks. Appreciate the rundown. Uh, even Gunny was like, sounds like it's fun for all types of gamers. So cool. Definitely Absolutely. Need to- the closest one to me i i need to get there so <laughs> it's not too far right no it's just not tickets too... went out of too fast <laughs> so, i'll so. get them for you i cool. I'm, I'm on the computer every day for my job and so um it, it's just the the anxiety level starts going up as you know the days get closer and closer <laughs> to the release date and and so you start uh the key is you got to follow packs twitter on mobile notifications so every single notification you get that or every single tweet that pax sends out from you know april to july you need text notification of because you got to be on the ball right when uh right when those tickets go on sale and then you also get in the queue for the hotel too they they offer discounts for hotels you wouldn't need that but but if you're planning on traveling uh they do offer discounts for hotels if you're going to pax so yeah, that's my that's my rundown. All right, so we got a. I, I don't know, Rob, if you've got a recap, but I do have a couple items. Um, like I said I've been out of town. I haven't seen a whole lot of news, but what I have seen, um, one is that Fortnite um, is getting a battle royale mode. Um, it's I think it's already in. I've heard of 
someone was playing it already, so I think it's already available. But it's supposed to be coming September twenty second, uh, twenty sixth. Sorry. So this is gonna be like, I guess like PUBG in Fortnite. <laughs> so, um, a hundred players, one giant map, a battle bus, intense player versus player combat, and the last playing standard, uh, last player standing is gonna win. So, uh, outside of the battle bus, um, it's pretty much PUBG. So in Fortnite. So that is coming, and um, I do have. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so if you get, um, they're also doing a discount um, between September 12th and 18th, so tomorrow's the last day. Uh, there's a 25% discount on Founder Packs, but um, if uh, you want to play a PUBG-style game before PUBG comes out, uh, Fortnite may be uh, an opportunity. Um, I know the Battle Bus, I guess the Battle Bus is how you get in the game, um, so I guess it does still kind of resemble PUBG because you come in on an airplane, but you, I guess everybody hops out of the bus into, and you got these gliders or something and work your way down and then duke it out. So that's coming September 26th. I'll probably try to check it out and uh, report back to everybody after that since I do have Fortnite. Um, the other item is uh, a big favorite, has always been a favorite of this show, was Pinball FX. And Pinball FX 3 is coming to Xbox One and Windows 10 on September 26th. Um, so look out for that. Also, there, the word is, and I'm not sure how well it's going to work, but you can import your purchases um, that you've had on Pinball FX 2 um, into Pinball FX 3 for free. Um, they do have a full list of tables. If you go to news.xbox.com, you can see the article. There's a link there to the full list of tables um, that are going to be available. Uh, they got new table packs that are coming, uh, which will include ET, the extraterrestrial, Jaws, and Back to the Future. Um, so those are some additional tables that uh, we can look forward to seeing. Um, so yeah, that's I can't remember. If I don't remember if they said, oh yeah, it will be a free download. So Pinball FX3 will be free, and it comes with the Sorcerer's ta uh, Lair table at no cost, and then you can import all your other stuff. So it's, if you're kind of like me, I was thinking, man, do I really want to get another one? I, I've liked these games, but the fact that I can import a lot of the stuff that I had purchased before for free, uh, and you don't have to pay for the game itself because you buy the tables, um, it's pretty cool. So I probably will definitely be checking this one out as well uh, by the end of the month. Um, that's what I had. Rob, was, did you have a recap for the week? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Not too much this week. Uh, first off, uh, one of the latest Insider Builds added 1080p recording. Um, looks like previously it was capped at 720p. And... Um, or actually, no, this uh, update might be coming soon. I don't know if it's, it's released it's in, yet. It's out to the beta group because I saw okay. it last night. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've got that, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, Okami was uh, released from Camp Capcom uh, quite a few years ago. It's going to be re-released as an HD version, and it'll be out on Xbox One uh, December 12th is the release date. So I know a lot of folks really love the Capcom games. This, uh, the art on this one was supposed to be like 
amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it that, but it's different. So uh, that's going to be coming down the pipe. And then uh, there's a webcomic, Cyanide and Happiness. Uh, they have a game on Kickstarter uh, for consoles, I believe PC as well. And the Xbox release of their game. So it's called the Cyanide and Happiness Adventure Game is the name of the title. There is an Xbox-related stretch goal, meaning they had stretch goal, an Xbox version, and there's a couple more weeks left for this. So if you like this webcomic, you might want to check that out and back it. And then lastly, uh, Forza Motorsport 7 is coming out pretty soon. And the achievement list got released. Expect more of the same achievements that you've gotten to know and love all of these years, including, got a short little list of them, something like um, drive faster than 250 miles an hour in any car, compete a race with every car from a uh, Porsche, and... uh, now that's a new achievement. Yeah. <laughs> they've always had yeah. the uh fake Porsche in there. Now they have Porsche in there for good, so Yeah. And now uh, this is an interesting one. And it's called Tune It Up. Share one of your tunes. So what does that mean? Are you gonna be able to do your own music in there? No, like your tuning of your like car, the, like the engine yeah. brakes, the air pressure. Oh, I, that makes more sense. I don't know why I was thinking music. Duh. That's Outrun that has the music. Not uh not Forza. But uh yeah, that's about it. I did wanna too on the go back uh, real quick on the um the new dashboard update. The filter button does now work. Um so you can go in and on the community tab you can actually filter uh, you can turn like select friends or favorites only or games. So there's several different filter options for your community tab now, which is nice. So I turned a bunch off so that I'm only kind of seeing like just favorites and just um, like certain games. There's a couple different things you can do. So it's nice. It just makes that feed just so not as full. <laughs> it's, you know, because the way it was before, man, there was so much going on. It's like you're going to miss stuff. Um, so that's nice. Also, the light option, the light dark theme are now in there. Um, the light theme, whoo, thought I was going to go blind. As soon as I hit it, it was like, oh, just, yeah, 65 inches just turned bright white. It's like, ooh, I don't like that. Um, but uh, And then they fixed the notification thing where it always said you had a notification even if you didn't. Um, but that was fixed. And so those are some things I've noticed. But uh, otherwise, it seems to run uh pretty lickety split there you can yeah i did see the 1080p i went in and did that quest to record in 1080p um you can also record um to external storage now actually i think it has 1080p i think has to go to external okay i think it has to go to the disc well maybe not external but definitely has to go to disc well, right, but you can now yeah. instead of it going to an internal drive like it always did before, your game oh, you see. can you can send them out to an external drive. Um, so that's available. So yeah, there's some pretty neat stuff that was in there, and uh, cool. Looking forward to it being finalized. 
All right. Uh, let me see. What am I doing here? I think we can go moving on to the community. Um, if you want to send us a voicemail, go to thisxboxlife.com and click on send voicemail on to the right. And uh, you will have to approve it to hear your mic, obviously. So, um, and then send that and you can get to the show. And I'm going to play one right now. We got one from Commander Sisson. Uh, if you may have heard him, remember him as, he used to be Vengeful Loki. Um, this is uh, Bo from down in uh, Phoenix. A uh, buddy of mine, he's the one that him and I went to the Xbox One event before the console was out. Him and I went there to check it out. And um, he also sent in, um, that's right, I forgot. I got to give this away tonight. We're doing, um, going to do a giveaway. <laughs> he gave us uh, $60 to give away a game on the show. Uh, he wanted to just say thanks for uh, a lot of our community members. Um, he lost his wife a couple years ago. And um, it, it, she was over in another country when it happened and the trouble he went through to get her back um, was extremely costly and on top of all the, um, you know, just the emotional aspect of it. And the TXL community helped him out. And so he, he sent me a message earlier and I talked to him earlier this week and uh, he just wanted to say thanks and um, kind of help give back. And so we're going to give a game away. So I've, Totally forgot about it, and um, even though I spoke to him just the other day, mm-hmm. with having to host all this, I compl- it just completely slipped my mind. So, um, I think what we knew, you know what we'll do? This is what we'll do, because he sent a question in. So, I want the community to be enrolled to uh, win the $60. You can answer. You can either send us uh, an email at contact at thisxboxlife.com. Or you can send us a voicemail, either one. Um, answer his questions, his two questions in here in his voicemail, and that will enroll you for the uh, $60 gift card. And then we will uh, draw a winner next week. So here we go with the voicemail. Hey, guys. Two-part question here. What game release during the remainder of this year are you most looking forward to playing? And what game is already out that you wanted to play but have not got around to doing it yet. All right, Kyle, so I'll throw it to you first. No, man. (laughs) Um, So to answer the first part of the question, I'm going to just default to FIFA. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker (laughs) for the the EA franchise of of FIFA, so I'm most looking forward to playing the the latest version. Uh, The demo does... Gives me a little taste. It's kind of a disappointing demo, but uh, good enough for another week or so. And then, um, as I mentioned last time I was on the show, I, I really haven't gotten to play any of the good games uh, this year. Um, so there's a lot of them that that I missed. Um, I think the new the new Mass Effect. I know it's gotten kind of. Ugh bad reviews right but <laughs> uh, for so i missed out on that one probably for the better but yeah. um i'd like to at least you know i'm a fan of the franchise I'd, I'd like to at least experience it um and maybe my expectations since they'll be lower um 
well, I'll enjoy it maybe more than than others did. Um, but uh, trying to think of anything else. But my uh, my question you know, is, I'm, do you want to remain a a fan of a, the franchise? Oh, wow, <laughs> not, not bad. Um, it it just I, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it absolutely and I can I've not been able to put my finger on it. It's like. I finished the story. I had, I had to force myself to finish it. It was one of those. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep playing because it's bound to get better. And, and it never did. And it was just, and, and at that point, you get, I got to the point where I'm like, well, I put so much time in it. I might as well just finish it. And I'm a Mass Effect fan. I need to just put this behind me. And, right. but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> keep expectations <Okay>. low. <laughs> I, yeah, so I guess that I'll keep that as my answer. But I'm trying to think what are what are some of the other games that um, have come out this year that did you play um, Ghost Recon Wildlands? No, no, yeah. that's a good one too. Because I know you used to be a Ghost Recon fan. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I missed out on that one. Um, that that was a that would have been a good one too. Yeah, the, those. Probably, maybe even more, but so Wildlands. Don't you need like a group of people to make that fun, or can you still play it by yourself? No, you can do it. You know, I did most of it by myself because what I found was when you're with other people, if you're not all doing the same thing, then people want to go and do other things because they're trying to build up. It's like, oh, well, let's go attack this oil truck because I need the oil, and it's like, yeah, but I want to play the storyline, and 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 I'll, and mm-hmm. and I found so many times like people are off on the other end of the map doing their own thing. And you're like, okay, I'm doing this mission by myself, you know. I just, I just found it to be, it, it can be fun if you're with the right group and everybody's kind of of the same mindset that we're gonna work together. But when, but when that falls apart, it's like, ah, I'll see you guys later. I'm just gonna go play by myself. And you can go through the whole entire story by yourself if you want. Uh, you got right. AI that will, you know, does a pretty good job. Uh, so it was a fun. It was fun. I. I put a tremendous amount of time into that game. So I did buy the DLC and I haven't gone back to play it. So I need to do that someday, but it was a good game. Yeah, that's a good one too. So both of those, I think, would be mine. Rob, so the question that uh, Commander Sisson posed to us was, what game do you want to play that has not yet released this year? And what game has already released that you didn't play that you want to be sure to go back and play? So the one that released that I didn't play that I wanted to play is the new Dishonored that just came out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's How been convenient. a crazy busy weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy busy weekend. I haven't had a chance, but I know that it's sitting here waiting for me. Um, the one that I'm looking forward to though is Wolfenstein. Okay, can't wait for that one. Okay, so for me. It's tough. I can't. I can't really answer this question because two things. And I'm gonna. And this is. And if anybody's read and followed, and a lot of people did, because this post got a lot of comments on it this week. First of all, there's nothing that has come out already that I haven't played that I want to. Um, I've played everything that interested me. So, um, and the problem is, is what's coming out the rest of this year that I want to play. Um, I posted this the other day, and I'm like beginning to wonder if I'm 
outgrowing gaming um, or getting bored with it or what's going on because this this was the first holiday uh, Crackdown Three. Uh, it's the only time I'm going to now say the name from again from here on out the rest of the show. It's the name the game that should not be named. That was the only game I was excited about. That was the only one I wanted. I was dying for it. I was waiting for it. I had the wallpaper on my computer, my phone, my my Xboxes for years. I've had the same wallpaper, and I, I said I'm I'm leaving this up until it releases. I have now taken it down because I honestly believe that that game's going to ultimately get canceled at this point. Um. But I looked at everything else. There's things that's like, yeah, I'll probably buy them and play them. But I'm really not excited about anything. And like last year, there was like 10 games that came out that it was just like, oh, I got to buy this. I got to buy this. I was buying a game every week. And it was just like this year, it's like, hmm, well, I I, I kind of want to play Far Cry 5, but I know it's going to be the same as Far Cry 2, 3, 4, and Primal. It's just going to be reskinned, you know? So I know the gameplay itself, it might look amazing and it's going to look great and it takes a new location, but I know it's still going to be the same here, go do this, go take over this outpost, go and, you know, it's going to be the same formula that it always has been. So there's not going to be a lot of excitement about it. Um, PUBG on Xbox is something I'll pick up, but again, I don't know if it's, I think I would have fun with that if I can play with other people. That's going to be one if I'm by myself. It's not going to be as fun. I've played it on PC, and I just can't get used to the whole mouse-keyboard stuff, so it hasn't worked very well. But uh, I think with a controller, I'll be much uh, better for me. So, I yes, I'll get that game. And then uh, I'm looking forward to Star Wars Battlefront 2 only because of the campaign. I'll probably play the campaign and then never touch it. Um and then, like, Forza 7, I really don't have any interest in Forza 7, but I own every Forza game. So I, it's like I have to buy it. <laughs> and I'm getting the Scorpio, so or the, or the, sorry, the X, so it's like I got to buy something that's enhanced for that, right? You get the new game, you got to buy the new, you know, the new console, you got to get the new game. So there's, like, five games, but not one of them am I, like, really excited about. It's like I could probably really care less if I play them. So... It's a tough question for me. I don't have anything that I'm excited about for the rest of the year, and that's a bummer for me. So I don't know. What do you guys? Am I getting too old, or am I just being too picky? Sounds like you should start playing some board games. Oh, yeah, I was, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> All right, it's the move- progression, Mark. Don't, don't fight it. Moving don't on. Fight it. Just accept it. <laughs> So you can, you can. Uh, oh, we did get an email. So before I go into the tweets and the Facebooks, uh, Rob, you got an email to read this week. And just so you know what's to come, Mark, it's a lot harder to sneak a board game into the house than it is a digital download video game. <laughs> Which could be the very perfect <laughs> answer for this question this week. Because <laughs> eventually you run out of shelf space. Yes. And they start piling on the floor. Yeah, I'm waiting for. Anyway, uh, I'm waiting for the. Uh, hey, what's this hundred and thirty dollar charge at Costco the other day? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my new external drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, I snuck that one in, <laughs> but the bill, <laughs> the the credit card or the I mean the debit card, <laughs> will still be there. Can't hide that. Yeah. 
So, all right. All right. Okay. So got a message from Chris. It's in number one. Should Microsoft upgrade the lead controller? You're on the wrong article. Oh, I'm too far. Okay. Um, That was last week. Yeah. This is from, uh, that was the Facebook thing. Was that last week? Yeah. The elite controller. Yeah. That was was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, email. I'm in the right section. There you go. This is from. Good, good, good luck. Winters. Nick. Come on, spit it out. Mickagers. Mickagers. Mickwinters. Sorry. (laughs) Let us know how to say that, please. Okay. uh, Hi, guys. Love. The whole, uh, always look forward to catching up with the day after you broadcast. I live in Belfast, Northern Ireland, so catching it live is near impossible. Anyway, just wanted to go over a point you have made on the show many times, but it gets me every time, and that is digital games pricing. I was going to pre-order and pre-install FIFA 18 on the Xbox Store. Price was £54. A quick check at game.co.uk. That's their, uh, that's like their GameStop, isn't it? Yeah. Out in, uh, over in Europe. 70, $75. It's expensive. Yeah. Uh, so a quick check at, uh, game.co.uk, uh, shows me the game is available in physical copy at 50 pounds. Surely a physical copy would be much more expensive by the time you add in the production costs, delivery, shop, signage, store, commission, etc. A digital copy should be much cheaper as it can skip all these costs. At the very least, it should price match the cheapest available in store. I can buy a physical copy of FIFA 18 and trade it in a store in six months' time and get another 10 to 15 pounds off another game where is the incentive to buy online apart from the slightly more convenient nature of it uh thanks for your time guys keep up the good work (laughs) so like rob said one incentive is if if your wife if you have to keep it from your significant other (laughs) from finding out you can digitally order it and they'll never see the game sitting on your shelf (laughs) yeah that might be a good incentive to pay the extra um yeah, I. So here's the thing, I think what's happening. Number one, the games retail in the stores for sixty bucks, but the publisher and the developer they only get a portion of that sixty dollars. You know, maybe half of it, um, because the store has to get money, right? So your game or or uh, game stops over here, Best Buys, whatever, they they're, they're going to get money off that sales too. So it's it's. And we haven't seen a price in the games in a long time. So what's happening is now they're basically going to go digital. A physical is going to disappear probably in a couple more years. And, I mean, you look at books, you look at movies, you look at music. It's all gone kind of that way. Uh, It's interesting. I went into a Best Buy recently, and I was like, where is the music section in here? And it was like Mm. two little rows. Like, there's just just nothing. That used to be half the store. I mean, Rob, you and I both used to work at Circuit Cities, and... CDs and movies made up half of the store and that's all gone now. It's this tiny little, like the audio, your car audio aisle is larger than the CD aisle, which is, you know, but that's just the way things are going. And your publishers and devs are now getting that full price between them. They're, they're getting all the $60. So 
the good thing about it is that that will hopefully keep prices at $60 because if you get rid of the third-party retailer, eventually they were going to have to step it up because they're putting more people on these teams. Games are getting more expensive. They're going to eventually have to raise the price of games. So in the, in the good way, it keeps games at the $60 level. Um, we do see them go on sale sometimes, but yes, the physical um, does go. You do find them sometimes cheaper, but then that's the store themselves are taking the cut. The publishers and the devs are still getting their price, but the stores are trying to compete with the other, you know, brick and mortar stores and online. So you'll you'll probably see that. Uh, for me, I don't mind paying. I just do digital. It's just it's super easy. Pre-order it and done, and then it's you know, it's just it's just done. The bad thing is when you're like, man, I just need something new, and then you go spend sixty dollars on a game that sucks, <laughs> and you're stuck. You can't do anything. Which is, I know Microsoft's bringing in like a gifting option, but what they're doing is not what I want. They're going to be you can go in the store and buy something for somebody else, but what I want is like I would really love the ability to gift my Shadows of Mordor. To somebody, because I am never going to play it. I've tried it twice. I can't get into it. I don't like it. I would love to gift that game to somebody else, you know. Um, and maybe someday in the future we'll have that ability. But Oh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, the difference between physical and digital, and there's no reason why digital should cost more. But, I mean, there's no... There's no real competition. Like as long as people still buy digital, which I'm going to still buy digital, there's really no reason to offer offer that much uh, of a discount. Uh, the onus is on the GameStops of the world, right? That are trying to whatever money that they can get from you in a digital age, they're they're going to take that. So consumers I guess win in that scenario, but they don't win when <laughs> you've you've got to get up from your couch and and put a disc in it's it's exactly the same thing as if you have like a push button start car it's like i had no idea that this was so much effort to put the key in the ignition but now that i have a push button start it's like oh my key stays in my pocket this is great and so when you rent a car and you got to put the key in the ignition it's like what the heck is going on i feel like the same thing is is with the digital age like we've had physical games for forever and now that digital's here, it's like it's too much effort. It's too much upkeep to keep track of these games. I, I don't. I think uh, I own like ten physical uh, Xbox One games, and I don't know if I've played even close to half of them. Uh, <laughs> which sounds really bad, but like it, it, they're just out out of sight, out of mind. Like everything's on my in my games app. And so that's why I just buy everything digitally. I don't. I don't even care really that it's that it's more expensive. It, it's it'll make up for it um, in the long run. I feel. And there's a lot of good sales. And Mark, you mentioned the ability to gift. Well, uh, I'm sure you guys talked about it in a previous show, but uh, you can return games now. So if you haven't played, it's like two weeks or ten hours, I think, or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, you can you can return games, so it's getting better, right? But um, I just I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where things 
you can pre-order things at a, at a, a discounted rate. I think everything's going to be regular price until it goes on sale um, months down the road. Because yeah, in part, I think one of the reasons that everything's so expensive, at least how it is up front, like when a game releases, is the fact that they get you because of the impulse. I mean, all of us, I'm sure, have bought something just purely on impulse. No. And never. Yeah, <laughs> never. this week, <laughs> it's only <laughs> Sunday, the start of the week. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's sort of similar, like, you know, what we saw with these hurricanes lately, where they were selling $26, $30 cases of water because somebody will pay it, probably. And, um, you know, when it's 11 o'clock at night, and you're kind of bored, you're not sleepy, you want to play something, you start going through the store, you're going to buy it. <laughs> and if you're patient, you can find a great deal on a sale on some of these games. You don't have to wait more than four weeks before they're like half off. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and ah, man, we talked about this for quite some time before they started these sales with the digital games because it used to be almost everything was like full-time full msrp retail price or whatever you want to call it and i remember us talking about how great it would be to have some sales well they've got them now and uh i don't know maybe we're just too demanding we're <laughs> we're not happy well, with whatever they give us he brings up a good point though i mean for a brand new game you know uh, and we've seen this with brand new titles the digital is full 60 and then you can buy a physical for 50 55 dollars so, right but that's the retailer that's the retailer right. that's, and that's making it exactly cheap. right, and they're the ones losing the money, and they're they're cutting the cost to try to compete, you know, because and to be get like, you into the store too, right? And then they're right. going to try to, well, do you want to pre-order something else, or do you want to, you know, they're they're going to try to get you roped into or spending more money at the store. That's how they're going to survive. Yeah, so, again, I you know it'll go away because eventually these retail stores are going to be gone. Yeah, they just and, will be. There's no more. There's very few bookstores around. Most of the bookstores chains have gone. Uh, look at all the music stores. I don't, I don't even think there are any anywhere. Sure. Is there even a Tower Records in New York anymore? I, I mean, think they all didn't they all close. I, I think they've all folded up. You know. Yeah. And um, there are some bookstores left, but again, it's it's they're not doing that great. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, but uh, you know those those retailers. Yeah, those retailers, you know, they'll discount that game for, you know, by $10 or whatever, just like I said, just to get you in, because you might get a controller, you might get a blender, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> or, or like or like Kyle with uh, Cool Stuff, that board game store that he mentioned earlier. Yeah. How many times have you bought anything from them uh, and not paid, or, and paid shipping? <laughs> right? You know, right. they give you these games at like 30% off retail. And then you're like, okay, if I hit $100, I get free shipping. Then you all of a sudden, you know, it's like you wanted one thing and you get three games or four <laughs> games. And, right. you know, they, they get us all that way one way or another. So that discount really isn't a discount. No, it's not. Never is. It's a lie. <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah. Appreciate you writing in. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, thisxboxlife.com uh, forward slash Twitter. And you can find our Facebook group at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Facebook. 
it's a closed group, so your boss won't see you talking about video games during the day. Um, that's always good. All right, Rob. In there. What can we spend our money on this week? Okay, got a whole ton of releases coming out here. Uh, so this is for the week of September 18th through the 24th. Uh, we start off on September 19th. We have Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Uh, Blackguards 2. On the 20th of September, we have Super Hydora, Morphite, Pinkapoo, Raiders. Oh, and on, on, the, on the 22nd, this is the, the big release day here. Raiders of the Broken Planet, Project Cars 2, the Lego Ninjago movie video game, CM Speedrunners from Hell, The Coma Recut, Ink, Caveman Warriors, Resolve, and Bloody Zombies. So, quite a few titles. I don't know if there's anything that really stands out other than Project Cars 2 and then the Lego Ninjago movie video game. Usually, those Lego movie games are pretty good. Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd. <laughs> My name's Lloyd. Uh, I would know I named you. It's L L O Y D. Lloyd. Dude, that cracks me up every time I see that commercial. Yeah. It's like that one line makes me want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. When did, is that coming out uh, this week or did it already come out? This week. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Gotta, gotta see that one. Okay, games with gold for Xbox One. We have Forza 5 continuing. So, got that for another two weeks. Oxenfree is the new game for the second half of uh, September, first half of October for Xbox One. This is the game that I mentioned, I don't know, a couple weeks back. This guy just would not stop talking. So, you get to experience that nonstop rambling chatter. Xbox 360 has Battlefield Three for the second half of the month. Don't forget that that one is backwards compatible, so you can play it on Xbox One as well as 360 if you have one of those still. And then uh, lastly, if you're a user of iTunes, make sure to find our show on there. Give us a five-star rating. The more five-star ratings that we get, the more we get bumped up in the rankings over there, so more folks can find us and uh, enjoy the show, hopefully. And I also wanted to mention, uh, once again... We are no longer affiliated with Amazon, and um, you know, it doesn't matter if you use our link anymore, which you probably can't find unless you bookmark it. So uh, that's about it for episode 451. Do you guys but, have anything else to add? What? Yeah, if you, are, what, what? if you are an Amazon Prime member, you do get a free, every month you get a free Twitch subscription that you can, you can do that. Um, you can submit that to us or subscribe to us on Twitch with your prime subscription every month so you do need to go back every month and redo it um it doesn't auto do it but uh that is available as an option if you don't have a place to use it send it our way appreciate that kyle anything else from you you know there is one more thing that i want to mention um as some of you may know i am still a windows phone user i have one (laughs) right here um but that is coming to an end. I am not going to be associated with the Windows 
10 mobile platform as of Friday. I have a iPhone 8 on the way um, and should be here then. And I am giving up officially on the Windows 10 mobile platform. So what it's are been the, Those five other years, five guys are going to miss you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's uh, mistakes were made. Lessons were learned, um, but Microsoft has completely abandoned their uh, mobile platform, and uh, I don't think Again. they obviously right even yeah. even bothered to try. Um, it didn't seem like it. I could go. It's an it, that would be another show. Um, <laughs> me trashing on on their their roadmap uh, and how they clearly clearly uh, failed multiple times, but so. I've uh, learned my lesson. I'll be going back to the iPhone. Um, last, my last iPhone was the iPhone 4S. So I've got an 8 on pre-order, and I'm looking forward to having a, a decent phone for once, uh, at least like the in-app experience of a multitude of apps, right? Yeah. What I've done for Gamerscore is uh, nothing short of insane. So um, Looking forward to that on, on Friday, but uh, a bittersweet moment as I say goodbye to the uh, Windows mobile platform. But I still have, I'm, I'm chatting with you guys on my Surface Pro, the latest one, and I really do love the, the Surface, um, and I love Windows 10, but uh, the phone, it's got to yeah. go. I liked my phone, but yeah, I, the, the lack of apps, the lack of just, you know, no development for it was was terrible, so... And to, nowadays, basically, apps are the phone. Yep. Right. So, all righty. Right. Well, that it is me. it for everybody then. Good here. Yep. All right. Well, we thank everybody for joining us. Um, check back. Uh, don't forget of the contest. Um, listen to the voicemail um, and answer answer those two questions that uh, Commander Assistant sent us. Uh, send uh, those. Send your answers and your gamer tag, either via voicemail or email, and uh, we will draw a winner out next week. And we will say those answers. We will we'll read them on sh- on the on the air or play the voicemail. Thanks again for watching. I'm Mark AK Wingman Seven Hundred Nine. Taking off. I'm Rob Olson as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. And this is Kyle AK Moronicow. Thanks for having me on again, guys. It was fun. <laughs>